Thank you for listening to Fearless LA. We believe that where love is greater, fear is less. Tune in today to hear a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Jeremy Johnson. John chapter 2, verse number 1. It says, On the third day there was a wedding in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Somebody say, Jesus had a mom. Come on. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. Now notice that Jesus didn't turn down the invitation to the party. That's for all my religious people out there that thinks Jesus is boring and dull and yeah, that church should be more like a funeral home. I, I believe we had a Jesus that was showing up to parties, lived, uh, visited sinner's house, ate with tax collectors, and he was at the wedding. And this was no ordinary wedding. In fact, we're about to hear that, that this wedding uh, was in, 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 on the third day of the wedding. Now, in their day, weddings lasted at least five days. A good le- wedding might last 10. <laughs> Hopefully the couple left the wedding for a little bit and consummated the marriage. Amen. Praise God. We find out on verse 3, and they, on, on the third day of this wedding, they ran out of wine. Now, uh, they have a wedding that's lasting five days, and this is such a party that by the third day, they've already drank all the wine that was there for five days. So this is a wild party. They were there the third day, the wine is gone. The Bible says that they ran out of wine and the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman. Now don't ever say this to your mom, but Jesus could call his mom this, I guess, because he knew he could raise himself from the dead. Woman, what does this concern you? What does it have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. In other words, this is their problem, not mine. I don't know if any Christians have ever struggled with this, This is their problem, not mine. And so his mother said to the servants, if you've ever had a feisty mom, you know what this is like. His mom doesn't even answer Jesus. She just goes and starts working because she knows at the end of the day, even if Jesus is the head, she's the neck that's turning the head. Amen. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says, do it. Now, this is a good word for us today. If you're going to be a servant of the Lord, Here's a good way to live. Whatever he says, whatever he says, come on. I think in the American church we got, whatever he says, analyze it. Whatever he says, question it. Whatever he says, go your own way. No, whatever he says, do it. You can't go wrong with doing what he says. Come on. Whatever he says, do it. Verse six. Now there was six water parts, uh, pots and of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 to 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. Come on, somebody. And fill them to the brim. And then he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the what does it say? Water. Tasted the water that was made to wine. And he did not know where it had come from, but the servant who drew the water out knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests are well drunk, 
than the inferior wine. But you have kept the good stuff until now. Jesus, help me preach this in 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Amen. We've talked about this a little bit, and, and, and earlier in, in the year, I, I share with you uh, the story of, of the pots that Jesus used. And I, I reread this story because every time I read it, as I just keep living it, it's like God is speaking more to me. And, and today, I'm just going to take a second to preach to myself. Is that okay? Uh, many times when a preacher gets up here, he, he has a message, but really the message is for him, and you're kind of just sitting in on the, on the service. And so if this ministers to you, awesome, but I'm here and I'm trying to minister to myself with this word because this word is for me today. And if it's for me, I know it's also for you. Jesus is at a wedding and, and his mom, they run out of wine and it would have been a shameful thing to run out of wine at the wedding. And it would have been even more shameful that you planned for the wine to last five days, but you had such rowdy people at your wedding that they drunk it in three embarrassing family. Family will embarrass you to a point that you didn't know you could be embarrassed. And here's this bride and groom, and uh, what would be on their life if this were to happen would be shame. Good thing that the grace of God is here today, because five in the Bible represents grace. God wants to give you grace today in your shame, and through his grace that it gives you, he's going to shame off you and shame on the devil. I don't know who I, came, who I came to preach to today that needs shame off of you so you could boldly approach the throne of grace. Good thing you're not at the wedding alone, that Jesus is at your wedding. And Jesus is asked to turn, not turn the water into wine. I think that's what we think because we read this story when we were five in Sunday school and we think we remember it. But when you go reread it, you start realizing that Jesus' mother asked for wine and Jesus turns to the servants she's given them and doesn't give them wine. He tells them to go get water. I know we know the story. The water's turned to wine. So of course he told them to go get water, but they didn't know the story of the water to wine. All they knew is Jesus was, we're out of wine and Jesus' mother's got our back. And we came to Jesus to get some wine Yet Jesus tells us to go get water. You ever ask Jesus for one thing and he gave you another? Oh, not you, huh? I know as a pastor, I, I, I asked God for leaders and he sent me broken people. I asked him for wine and he gave me water. Oh, you ain't gonna talk. He said, you asked for friends and you got enemies. Or you call them frenemies, and you ask God for wine, but he, he gave you water. You ask God for breakthrough your finances, and you went broke. You asked him for a job, and you got one, but that wasn't the job you wanted. It's, they're both liquid, but it's not the same thing. I wanted wine, and you, you tell me, go get water. And we know that the ceremonial cleansing jar that he's talking about were these big stone jars. I used to picture them as little pots, big stone jars made out of, uh, of rock. They would have had to chisel away the rock. They don't move once they're made. And there were ceremonial jars. There were hundreds of them in the city because this is where the Jews would come wash off their 
dirt, their filth, their sin, and their uncleanliness. And they would put their hands after touching something dead. If they touched something dead, and their culture was considered unclean. You couldn't eat. You couldn't return to your home. You would have to go wash in these jars. This is the picture of why the man was not confused when, when he wanted a healing and the prophet told him, go wash in the river. He was either used to washing themselves off. And so these stone jars, 30 to 60 gallons is where they would come and wash off. In fact, if someone got married and they consummated their marriage, they would have to go to these jars and put their whole body in the jar and wash off the residue of the consummation. Now, I know we're getting gross, but some of you don't want to sleep in hotel sheets. Now, now we're talking about what was in these jars. You get a black light, you're in trouble in these jars. These jars were also where if a woman had her once a month period, she would have to be considered unclean and could not come into the camp unless she would go to the jar of cleansing and wash. Now you get the picture of where Jesus looks and he goes, amazing, great place for some new wine. And some of us feel like this. Some of us feel like this giant eyesore that has been carved out of stone through people's abuse, people's words, people's rejection. And God looks at you and you feel dirty. You feel not chosen. You feel not called. You don't feel fearless. And God goes, perfect place for some wine when we've run out. And I came to tell you this, God is not choosing you because of your cleanliness. He's choosing you because of your capacity. Life has created capacity in you. What you've walked through, Andy, with Sam, has created capacity in you. Once that capacity is there, there's no one who can take it away from you. The greatest example is Lazarus. Once he defeated death with Jesus, death couldn't scare him anymore. God has chose you not because you're perfect, but because he's perfect. And he can take a dirty place and put perfection. He can take a messed up place this year and put something incredible. But he tells the men, I know you want wine, but go get water. She said, don't analyze what he said. Don't split hairs over what he said. This is the point where some of us go find a YouTube preacher to tell us something different. This is the point where we try to find some comfort to say, man, God couldn't have said. No, God said. Doesn't make sense. Idiot, idiot, idiocy is crazy. Doesn't make sense. Upside down. Must be God. All right. I asked for wine. I don't have a lot of time. They're about to drink the last sip and you tell me go get water and put it in in that, so they got these little jars. Wine was not, water was not just on tap. They had to go down to the river, all the way down to the river, put their legs in, their feet in, risk getting swept away just to fill up the jars and then return back up the mountain to the ceremonial. It doesn't make sense. The, if you were to do the math on these jars to fill up six of them with their little jars, it would have took 180 trips. 
this is the dumbest. I, I don't even know what G. Oh my God, I'm called to this great thing. I'm trying to get wine. They're about to run out of wine. And I have a vision of the wine. I have a vision of us lasting the five days. And God, I asked God for one thing and he asked me for another. Here I am. What am I doing? I wonder if, you know, when did the water turn to wine? We just read the story. If it were up to me, I'll, I'll hope the wine could happen right when I dip in the river. It's like, oh, praise God. I knew this was stupid until I got you, Jesus. I see what you're doing. I might drink a little way on the way back just to keep believing for the 180 trips. But it doesn't. It's not the first dip. It's not the second dip. It's not the third dip. It's not even the fourth dip or the 180th dip. The Bible says they fill the ceremonial cleansing jars overflowing. Does the water turn to wine then when we finally get filled? Nope. He said, bring the water here. The water's here. Now it's dirtier than when I started. Now it's filled with this filth. I don't even know. I'm filled up, but what are you going to do with this? You know, what's funny is, isn't this called the water of the word? Some of you are confused why you still keep coming here. Why you keep coming and sitting in this seat. All I keep leaving is with water. I keep coming and getting water. I keep leaving with water. And that water mixed with my dirt. Now it's dirty water. Now I got that and here I am. Am I even a believer? Am I even a Christian? And God says, just keep going. Just keep walking on his word. Just keep doing what he's saying. 180 times. Feel the, feel it overflowing. I came to talk to a few people that are at 150 and you feel like giving up. Just do what he said. Just keep walking on his promises. Just keep going. Just keep filling up the jars. Just. You know that in every bottle of wine, 60% of it is water. So wherever there's wine, there's also water. You will never find wine without also finding water. I know this because I like coffee and wherever there's coffee, there's water. And sometimes I think that, how could I be dehydrated? I drink a lot of coffee. The same thing with wine. Wherever there's wine, there's water. If you ever find wine, you've found water. So if that's the case, why don't we start realizing that wherever there's water, there's potential for wine. Wherever we have water, it may not be wine yet, but wherever there's water, I'm already 60% of the way there. All I got is 40% left. I'm already halfway there, more than halfway there. And you ought to start running with this water. I don't care if I spill any out. Let's get this thing filled up because what God promised, God will fulfill. God didn't have them start on the journey to mess with them. Because wherever there's wine, there's water. If I'm gonna create wine, I need water. Some of you have a, a water of a spouse. Some of you have water of friendships. Some of you have water of how you see yourself. Some of you have a water in your call. You've asked God for greatness and all you got is this. Well, keep going, keep believing, keep going, keep believing. God's about to turn the water into wine. He's about to make this the story where we forgot that you were carrying water. All we remember, that's the place where he turned the water into wine. Uh, I, it had to be water. It had to be water for the story to be bad. It had to start out as something not, uh, 
If it would have started out wine, where is the faith? Where is the miracle? The miracle comes as you walk. The miracle comes as you go. The miracle comes as you believe, even though I have water, God's promised me that I will have wine. I will have wine. I'm not standing on my word. I'm not standing on my promise. I'm standing on his word and his word. Keep going on his word. When he created the world, he did not step out with blueprints, an army, a wrecking crew, Joe's construction a legion of angels, he stepped out by himself three in one with his words. And his words created the world. When God got ready to send a savior, he didn't send him with guns, blades, knives, or even those kind of guns. He sent him with one weapon, not legions, his word. He is the word. And he knew how to use the word. If you go on his word, you can't go wrong. If you go on his word, you can't go broke. If you go on his word, you can't go crazy. Come on, I'm just telling you, keep going on his word. Don't give up on it. You may feel like you're going crazy. You may feel like you're losing, but you already won because my Bible says he defeated death, hell, and the grave. And if he said it, so when did it turn to wine? Maybe when they got it full. No, because my Bible says Jesus told the servants, take the water to the head of the table so it can become wine. Uh. How crazy is this moment for the servants? They've just spent the last two days filling this up, thinking this is going to be the moment, and it's not the moment. There's still another test test to stretch their faith. Take the water. Can you picture them walking to the head of the table? They could bring more shame to walk up and give water where they're supposed to be given wine. Can you picture them shaking and going, man, I hope this is like Peter Pan. I hope when they taste this, something that happens, I hope they have a good imagination. And, and he brings it to the head of the table. It's water. And not even just water, it's dirty water. Nasty water. It's sinful water. And here you are. God, I don't know if you can use me. And God says, come boldly before my throne of grace. Hey, God, it's just water. It's just water. How are you going to use me? How are you going to use us? God, I'm just embarrassed. You're trying to slow it down because maybe in the process it will change. And God knows, take it all the way to the head of the table. Take it to the head of the table. Take it. Do you trust me? Even when your eyes don't see. Even when your heart doesn't know. Even when your spirit doesn't believe. Do you trust me? He says, here, sir, here's some wine. Looks at Jesus, winks. I mean, I picture him thinking, he's gonna spit this out at any moment. And the guy drinks it. Hits him on the back, you dirty dog! The guy's like, oh God, it, it was water. It didn't work, it didn't work. It, he goes up to the head of the wedding table and said, I can't believe you. Most people bring out the good stuff first and the cheap stuff last. 
but you saved the best for last. You brought the good stuff. Now, I'm telling you today that some of you have been working with water for a long time, and God is not going to take tap water and make Fuji water. God is not going to take tap water and make smart water. God is going to take water and make not just cheap wine. He's going to make you the good stuff, baby. I'm telling you, your life is going to have some potency. Your prayers are going to shift this. When did the water turn to wine? When the right person tasted it. God's been filling you up with water and waiting for the right person to taste of what he's been doing the whole time. I wonder if that's your coworkers. I wonder if that's your family. I wonder if that's your mom and dad. I wonder who's going to get saved this year. I know we read statistics, but today, what if you could believe for next year that that won't just be a number on a page. That would be my dad. That would be my friend. That would be my coworkers. That would be my family. I'm believing that God's going to turn the water into wine. Some of you in here are single and you're wondering when somebody going to love you like God loves you. When the right person tastes of the goodness he has in you. Don't let anybody else taste you until it's the right person. Because in that moment, they won't taste water. They're going to taste wine. If you're in this room and a lot of people have been calling you water, keep moving. They're not the right person. They're not the right people. Keep moving till you find your tribe. Keep moving till you find people that will believe in you. People that will taste of the goodness in your life and say, that is the good stuff. Now look at God and go, God, you dirty dog. You saved the best for the end of LA. You saved the best for last. You saved the best for last. I can't believe you brought out the good stuff. See, I hope, you know, it's funny is when you taste my life and you say, man, pastor, that really affect my, you know, sometimes it shocks me because I come up here with water and I pour out and you taste, you go, that's wine. You know what happens? Because I've come all the way up shaking and trembling. I said, God, I don't know what to do. I just got water. It's not going to help anybody. It's, it's dirty water. It's not even perfect. I, I've been fearful all week. I've been scared all week. I've been depressed. I've been walking through things. God, can you do something with water? He said, I'm going to bring you to a place. And I'm going to bring you to the lips of people's mouth. And when they taste of your life, they will, they will not worship you. Notice, they didn't worship the servants. The person that turned the water into wine wasn't the servants. It was Jesus. 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 Whoa. You say, what are you doing? I'm just bringing water up here till Lazarus come forth. I'm bringing water up here till the dead are raised. I'm bringing water up here till we go from the American church to a kingdom church. I'm going to keep preaching till people get saved. I'm going to preach you through this. I'm going to keep giving you words as I give myself words to move you to another place. Come on, let's keep going. Come on, let's keep going. Come on, let's keep believing. Come on, let's keep walking. Let's keep going. Come on, one more one. One more. One more. One more. One more. One more. 
I, want, I wonder if there was a servant who was with the rest of the service that kept encouraging him, kept saying, come on, we can do this. Come on, gee, if he said it, we got to trust him. Come on, his mom knew what she was doing. Come on, she put us in proximity. Let's just keep doing what he said. Some days, it is a victory just to one more day do what he said. Some days, you see, the enemy's trying to get you to quit in normal days. So you will never see glorious days. But the normal days are the glorious days. This is my story. This is my. I guarantee the moment he saw the water turn to wine, he started praising him for the 180 trips. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You see, it's from this place that you can thank him for your pain. You can thank him for your trials. Because what is Jesus without Judas? What is David without Goliath? Just a shepherd boy. What is Lazarus without death? Whatever has tried to kill you, whatever has tried to take you out, is a part of the victory that God's doing in your life. You keep moving. You keep going. You keep believing. We're not going to stop believing for healing, complete healing in Sam. We're not going to stop believing for your business to explode and not to the place, Andrew, where you have to work all the time. I'm blaming for workers and people to come in so you can be around and you can be present. I'm praying right now. Jason, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, the ideas, the businesses, the things that are locked in you, keep going, keep going, keep going. can't wait to come to your concert and watch you play drums cheer you on say I know that guy I was with him when he didn't have a band when he's just playing in his room I believe him for miracles signs and wonders put him in a dark place God and bring the light in Jesus name Jesus name Jesus name Jesus name come on would you lift your hands all over this room God we thank you father we thank you God Lord we do not deny the water pour out the water for wherever there's water there's potential for wine and God we step into a new faith system this year five years in new grace new mercy the best is ahead of us in Jesus mighty powerful name and somebody said amen 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 now I want you to grab the hand of your neighbor and we're gonna do what we do at Fearless every time. We're gonna give, we're gonna give people new life. Not us, Jesus is. See, when he turned the water into wine, he didn't make it smart water. He didn't make it a better product of itself. He made it a new creature. And God does not come to make bad people good, like tap water to smart water. He comes to make dead people live. This is the tree. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Because he came into this world, I have an exit. But at this tree that bore my Savior, he was the ultimate gift. And under this tree, he's left a package. The package has your name on it, my name. No one can open it but you. And inside the package, it's not religion, it's not rules. It's life. The God of the universe wants to give dead people life. 
If you're in this room under the sound of my voice and you feel dead on the inside, tonight, today, that ends here. Because God wants to turn the water into wine. He wants to give you a new present. And as long as he gives you a new present, he has to give you a new past. And if he gives you a new past, he's also redeemed your future. If you're in here today under the sound of my voice, I'm not inviting you to be a Christian. I'm not inviting you to church. I'm inviting you to life. Thank you for listening. If you have something that you need prayer for, we would love to pray for you. Visit fearlessla.com slash fearless TV to fill out a prayer request or find more information about Fearless Church.